Ooh. Wait, we need to. <laughs> I've just killed you. That's it. There's no. no oh, there. You're there again. Oh, there I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. But why are you quiet again? Um, how close do I have to be you can, for you it can to be, be a problem? Shall I put you up? Yeah. Okay. Up, up, up. What about now? Yeah, there, look. Oh, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to delete you again. <laughs> is your little ticker at the top, is that a love heart or is that just my eyesight? What? The little thing that's pulling the time across. Looks like a love heart. Have you never seen Logic before? Oh, baby. <laughs> um, it's I, I'm saying that like I'm some kind of professional. <laughs> I've sat here for the last 45 <laughs> minutes trying to press play. Oh, I um, just feel thoroughly patronised. It um, can be a love heart if you want it to and be And you opted for it to be a love heart. No, sorry. I'm pissing you up a wall. It's, it's just a little holder. It does look like a love heart. I've never noticed that before. Is it it's just, just like a little like a tab, a, a thing. Look, sorry, this is. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast called What Drink Spills First? <laughs> hosted by me, Luca Manning. And me, Kim McCarry. And between us, we have 764 hot and cold drinks that we're going to attempt to spill in an orderly fashion over the course of this conversation. I've actually got a pint of performance water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, otherwise you told me that your urine was that colour <laughs> two days ago. Yeah. You could be given a fucking club in Soho with neon lights, Bill, run for its money. Yep, this is my performance li- liquids. Performance, yes. Well, they Yeah, they are quite exciting and stage-like could give a drag queen's makeup kit a run for its money as well it's beautiful so you're gonna perform for yeah. us kim mm-hmm. tonight am i i'm not drinking performance liquids i'm on um peppermint tea and some peach fizzy water from the co-op <laughs> <laughs> which has been the highlight of our time together <laughs> i must say um because where are we we're in camardenshire for farm for farmers for farmers I don't know how that's pronounced. Maybe f- farmers. Farmers, yes. Um, in the middle of Wales. Beautiful, beautiful Wales. This cottage is called Swallow, like the bird. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that till today. I looked it up. Um, oh. And famous for um, the world's biggest co-op. Yes. And and a pretty pretty big Sainsbury's as well. It would give the big Sainsbury's at Whitechapel a run for its money. Yep. I'm really enjoying that phrase just now. That's really weird. Um, yeah. And and in case you haven't gathered, this is in fact the How Not podcast. Tis. And the last time we did this podcast, Kim, um, I still had a job. Vivian Westwood was still alive, and we've had about seven hundred prime ministers since. And we had a different monarch. And a different monarch. Queenie died. Fucking hell, it's all been going on. We just leave we leave the world for two for minutes. Five minutes and it's all just absolutely fucked up. And it all crumbles to shit. What was the first when was the last time we recorded? I don't know the month, but I remember we did an episode on the But I know the years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. What year are we in now? Twenty I don't know, I've kind of lost con time being here. You know, we, me and Kim decided to, to come away for a week um, on a kind of creative retreat in Wales, a kind of self-directed week. And we've really cocooned ourselves. Uh, the, as you've heard, the most exciting thing we've done is go to the big co-op for a, a step outside. So um, 
I've kind of lost the idea of time being a thing, really. I know. It's actually really nice. It was a really smart thing to do in January. Yeah. And and we kind of saw in February as well. Actually, my watch just told me I'm having a heart attack. Sorry. It keeps doing that. As Kim reclines on the couch, <laughs> <laughs> her watch tells her that she's in fact doing too calm much down, and she must calm, calm down. down. Um, she must calm down. Yeah, we 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 celebrated tax day here mm-hmm. in the first couple of days of February. We also saw in Imbolc, which Imbolc. is mm-hmm. also known as St Bridget's Day. Um so in the m- in in the meantime since you last saw me everyone I've been getting a bit witchy. Um I've been sort of connecting with um folklore and nature and thinking about different ways to live um more in tune with the seasons and stuff. Um and yeah, it, it, on the 1st of February, it was in bulk, which we know is St. Bridges Day if you're brought up in kind of Catholic or Christian faith. Um, but it marks the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Equino? Mm-hmm. Equinox, yeah. Um, equinox. Unless you're French. <laughs> equino. <laughs> oh my God, that's like this morning. Yeah, Wait, you oh are my, French Okay, now. so this morning, this is going to be chaotic. I'm, I've just decided we're jumping from <laughs> subject <laughs> to subject. We'll just leave that there, okay? We're figure, you, figure it out. Heart, go, look at being a witch. No, no, basically, um, it's beautiful and people, um, you know, the Bridget was a Celtic god goddess and um fiercely beautiful powerful and amazing and a lot of people light fires um in her honor and it's a real kind of sense of yeah ritual and renewal and um yeah pretty beautiful and and we had an amazing day really kind of heightened by nature because we drove out to the sea we did and now i need you to be quiet please not fast enough of you <laughs> this week. <laughs> no, I'm jealous I'm of scared. The, I'm jealous of the fact that you're sitting. And I was like leaning over. Yeah, you're like, in a very uh, uncomfortable position. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. fine, we're gonna get up and so for those of you well, for those of you who can't see us <laughs> Can anyone are, see us? We are reclined on the couch at yeah. opposite ends with a mic in our hands and at some point during this podcast we will get up and do a Westlife key change moment where we rise from our stools yeah. and sing in glorious harmony for all the anti-Janines and anti-Karens out there yeah. who are paying for our five houses. Yeah. So yes, we went to the beach. We went to the beach, yes. It was a really good beach. It had the best, very smooth stones. Mm-hmm. We went at Very smooth stone, dusk, yeah. which was lovely, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. And then Wales put on a right old sunset a show, show for us. Like, well, first of all, just being at the sea, I think what I appreciate about us is we're both people that that kind of feel pulled towards the sea. Um, we've done a couple of sea trips in we our have. time. We have. And um, I think what I like about the sea is that it's so vast and so expansive. And the waves were so ferocious the other day that you had no choice but to surrender to it and realise that you are a tiny, tiny bean on the earth and there's something quite beautiful about that, realising that actually it's bigger than, it's so much bigger than us. Yeah. And there's a whole world out there and a whole ecosystem and and the sea, I mean, we, we haven't even scratched the surface in terms of what, what it's home to and all the beauty that's there and, um, 
it reminded me of a beautiful poem written by Travis Alabanza that likens um, when they're asked what they're what they wish their gender to to be is like more so about what it feels like and when they stand by the sea they they see and feel something that has a beginning but no end and and it's expansive and and forever changing and and beautiful and um I'm very much summarizing it but it really reminded me of that beautiful poem um yeah I love that idea of being so fluid and vast I think the vastness was kind of heightened by the fact that we'd been in a tiny house for a while and then we went to the big open sea Mm -hmm. and it was a day of violent gusts that's what the weather was was described as gusty yeah and i wore slippers yeah you wore slippers and i was climbing on these rocks (laughs) scuttling about scuttling about like a little crab and we we built cairns we both each built a cairn although someone on instagram told me off why because they said you don't build them because they're bad for wildlife. And then I sort of looked into it because I felt very guilty. And I think that, as it turns out, I think ours were fine. I think it was hard to get a real grasp on what the problem is. I think partly if you're on a mountain and you make a big cairn that might confuse people and think that's the way to go and then you die on a mountain... That's irresponsible cairn making. But it was it's hard for me to understand that our cairns would have led anyone to their deaths. Absolutely not. But if they have I'm sorry. RIP. Yeah. Exactly. A bit of a, a Harold from EastEnders moment of someone walking in EastEnders, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's like I said before <laughs> we started. <laughs> <laughs> I was making Kim a cup of tea, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, that was really weird." Actually, I I used a tea bag, but I meant to say <laughs> teaspoon. And uh, yeah, anyway, wh- why are you Harold talking about from neighbors? Neighbors, okay. Because Harold side of the planet, walks yes. into the sea. Yeah, because yeah. he's got brain goblins. Yeah. So that's the only way I can imagine that our cairns might have led someone to their death. But I think we're fine, and I think wildlife is fine. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a bit confused about when you started talking about wildlife, and then you talking about people walking into the sea (laughs) have we killed any birds or well i think i'm not really i when i although the instagram person said wildlife people say no care it wasn't something i was aware of someone was like on cairn watch on the instagram tag and they were like right um and they came and policed me but when i looked into it the only sort of thing i could find was that cairns might be bad if you lead hill walkers to their death I don't know if maybe sometimes they fall on a small bird. The birds were nowhere near that the, the ground level. They were suspended. It was quite magical, actually, suspended in the air because of the wind. They were trying to move forward, but the wind was so strong that they were just kind of staying static in this little bobby motion. Yeah, it looked it like they were hung, hung yeah. to the clouds. They were little puppet birds. Yes, and then we had a spectacular sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular sunshit. Sun <laughs> you would think that we did a bottle of wine each before we recorded this, but we uh, literally haven't had a drop. It's we haven't. We just haven't talked to anyone else. Yeah, no, we've just been cooped up in this. Oh my god, I've just seen. There's a. a <laughs> Doesn't a that look sinister? I would take a photo of this, right? Yeah. 
we're gonna post a photo of this sign that's on the wall. It says "Home Sweet Home," but the but the aesthetic is "I'm you're gonna, gonna kill die." You. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sinister. There's vibe. also an old iron that looks like it could do some serious damage, Kim. If anyone here <laughs> comes near us, I'm gonna be going for the iron. Well, um, we were talking about an iron like that earlier, weren't we? Because we were making dinner and Luca. Luca's method for checking whether the pot's <laughs> hot enough was taking the pot off the hob and touching the bottom of it with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it put me in mind of the terrible, irresponsible um, Beatrix Potter who had a character called Mrs. Tiggywinkle, who's a hedgehog, and she ran a laundry business. And she was doing the ironing, and to test the iron, if it was hot enough, she licked her finger, paw, toe, um, and put it on the iron so I licked my hand and stuck it to the iron and it didn't pss, it just melted my hand off yeah not good so that's a trauma trigger that little iron over there and and I should have known better because when I was younger I stood in my granny's curling tongs with my bare foot and it was horrible yeah it was yeah it was very traumatic did it smell like bacon I think it probably did it probably had that singe yeah absolutely um, anyway spectacular shun shit so <laughs> show mhm and it really was, yeah, just one of those moments. I mean, I was like a child in the car. It was so beautiful. Was it was like, just like, wow, and it was because wow, 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 it changed so vast. the whole drive around the hill. Yeah, home. And we managed to make it. We saw like the whole thing, didn't we? Because yeah. it kind of started in, on our drive back, but then with every turn of the road, we were seeing a different bit of it. And then when we arrived home, we still got it for another sort of ten minutes. It, it was, was really beautiful. amazing. And at the front of the house, there's this um, incredible kind of. Um, conservatory atrium front boundary just so much natural light and you can just see out um, and watch the birds and the trees and the sheep and the horses and the fields and the sky you know today it was so dramatic about an hour ago it was so misty and beautiful very misty um, yeah it's just been like incredible here I mean, I mean we've been getting all up in nature's grill I mean this morning we did a brilliant thing. We booked. This is what I was gonna. Je ne pas de France. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, we had a bit of a stressful one booking tickets to go to Gay Paris to see Bjork. It was very exciting. Very very exciting. It was all in French. It was all in French, and we had to actually look up what <laughs> what country the U, like what the UK is in French because it wasn't Anglais or what's the other one. It wasn't. You were saying Grande. It was like. Grande it was like Royal. Roy, Royaume Uni, as it, it turned out. It was none of the ones. Nothing I've heard was. before. No. Yeah. I mean, most importantly, we got our Bjork tickets and we're off to France to see her, which would be incredible. Very yeah. excited. And it's the Cornucopia tour, which, you know, I'm, uh, it's funny that we've been getting so into our, like, nature and ecosystems and then we're going to go and listen to like some mushroom beats together yep so i'm very up for that and uh bjork's gonna have all different wee bits coming off her oh and yeah little all different costume changes and i that. mean you'd want your money back if it wasn't like that you know imagine if she just comes jeans and t-shirt can you imagine that would actually be kind of fucking iconic like if she literally can it's you like imagine she's bjork just rocks up in a kappa tracksuit and she's yeah. like oh, i'll sing you a couple of songs I'm she just gonna sing like standards tonight. She gives really it like fancy. three bars of like someone in love, and then yeah, fucks off. Like, like, bye. like fag in mouth, like yeah. not giving a shit. Could so be, over that it. could happen. 
I can actually see her doing that as some like performance art piece about like excess or something. I'm relying on her for excess. However, yeah, I, I I've heard minimalism is out, maximalism is in. Good is the new way forward, okay. which I really like. I'm I'm all for that. More is more. Um, uh, feel what you feel. Yeah, and just stop trying to pretend that associate to like. To, to be all reserved and frigid and stop being cool yeah stop trying to be cool that's it stop trying to be cool like I think that is the biggest change since we first started this podcast for me like I, I've just accepted I'm not cool or like I don't care about being cool like I lose my cool once you get to know me you realise I'm just a fucking dafty yeah that's good though and it's great yep. and I just love all my dafties yeah you know yeah we that's the message for 2023. Dafties, unite. Don't give too many shits. No, I think, yeah, we've seen that our time is so limited, really. Yep. And, you know, this time for with us together has been very, it's very poignant, very healing for me, like, I'm, I've just started making changes in my life and like it's allowed me time to think about how I want to move through the world and who I am for this next phase and I think that's something that's really been on my mind is like you know we don't have a massive amount of time here so go for it what has been your best things from this week away oh wow um Today I learned that trees talk to each other through mycelium networks in the ground Mm -hmm. and when a tree is sick and feeling a bit shit, all the other trees send it nice healthy things via the fungi Um, and I think that's really beautiful. So that was my kind of nice highlight of today. Um, Doing yoga in the atrium when the sun's coming through is a joy. reconnecting with my voice mm-hmm. again like i was feeling really shit about singing before i came here i was experiencing a lot of vocal tension again and i was just like yeah just hated the sound of my voice and i've actually really enjoyed making music here and and i've surprised myself that i actually can <laughs> again you know mm. um yeah and, and 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 honestly like a radical kind of reshift of like pace of trusting my intuition, following whims, um, allowing myself to be what actually who I am right now. Like mm. think, like just being like, allow it. Whatever you feel, whatever you want to do, just do it. Um, and don't worry about what you think you should be doing or what you yep. expect of yourself or what little routines you think you've built for yourself. It's so easy to be like, oh, I'm this kind of person that does these kind of things, and mm-hmm. and and actually. You might have been at one point, but it's okay to just to let that all go and start again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, learning that and and spending time with you and yeah, big big old shifts. I think I'm going back a different person, which is beautiful. You said you were slightly <coughs> apprehensive about like carving out time because when you're busy, all you want is time, and you're apprehensive that when you gave yourself time, <gasps> maybe nothing would happen. Yeah. And like that, I mean, yeah, that would have hurt. But I was also aware that maybe I just need a big old rest. 
Yeah. So I was like, even if I go and I just get a big old dress, that's all right. Yep. But I did have a lot of worry about that because basically I've been in a total grind of a hospitality job and doing all my creative work. So I just have been living in this like really like intense, manic, adrenaline-fueled, exhaustion bubble for a couple of years. And yeah, realised that now I left my hospitality job and then the day after I came here and I was like what if I suddenly have all this time and I just don't know what to do with it and all those things that I wish I'd do and if only I had the time I actually wouldn't do and it's been really interesting to see what I have gravitated towards Mm. and some of the things I've gravitated towards have been really scary and like we've both had our you know learning new skills and being a novice again Mm -hmm. and tearing you know like that th- that first day I was like why is my MIDI keyboard not working and like you know but it's these moments that like it's okay you can have the time to fuck it up and make the mistakes mm-hmm. and, and splodge your way through it because there's there's I mean there's one pub and I don't even drink and it's open for three hours three it's days a week down the road it's open from four till eight which is so lovely isn't it's it it's so cute I mean th- there's so do you know what I think like there's so much here like it's so rich in its giving of what we already have Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like it's so far removed from london in terms of the feeling never enough like as long as you buy more stuff as long as you go and see all the things and keep up with all the culture and meet all the people and then you're like forcing yourself to be inspired Mm -hmm. but actually i think we've both had some really really deep introspective moments of connecting with things creatively that are right in front of us yep like for you like what what have your highlights been i was gonna kind of say about how much you've noticed like the wildlife around us and all that kind of stuff yeah there was when we first arrived on monday um there was a little welcoming committee there was two horses they looked quite cross (laughs) well i don't know why i did that (laughs) that wasn't actually one of the horses that was actually like a (laughs) Um, <laughs> um, and then there was a big tree full of what I thought were rooks and then in the morning well they just they spent a lot of time here I guess this is like a barn conversion and it is on a working farm isn't it so when we arrived I remember that there was a man oh doing my god your man was like Welding. doing bits your man was sparks giving sparks flying hanging out everywhere your man was giving Katy Perry firework mm-hmm. yep um, and there was l- some Welsh cakes for us. Welsh cakes, and they that neither they, of us can eat. They brought us. So, what's the what's the things? Take a moment, think about what's the things you need. Oh my god, this is so. The funny. Things you need is a small carton of milk, whole milk, a bottle of Chardonnay, and some ham. A packet of crumbed breaded ham. Cru- yeah, crumbed ham. That's what was in our fridge when we arrived. That's it. And then some Welsh cakes and some tea bags. Some bread rolls. Some bread but rolls. But only, I mean, a bit stingy on the tea bags. It was only about three. Only three. Three tea bags. Um, this place sleeps four. Somebody's bringing their own. Somebody's no getting your tea. Um, <coughs> some rolls and s- there's actually some butter in there as well. Some like butter butter. And mm. I was thinking, I wonder if it's farm butter. Could be farm butter, because there was a cow lowing butter from the udders the other day. Um, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, um, in and the tree, the 
um, birds are awful noisy. And I what the first thing I noticed was, and I noticed this when I was at home in Scotland over Christmas, is that London's dominant bird voice is the parakeet. They're awful loud. There's loads in Nunhead Cemetery, actually. They cause a right old shit. And so to hear a different chorus of birdsong is really nice. Um, and But similarly, it was quite... There was one dominant bird voice. Um, lots of, like, chatty birds. And from... We both... Luca and I picked our workspaces. Luca went for the crystal maze. <laughs> um, yep. Glass dome every wall's a window yes and i went for the sort of um you're keeping someone hostage y- insane in asylum your yes back bedroom yes and um from the back bedroom window you can see the little birds playing and so i had been thinking recently about why was i thinking about oh yeah one of the things i really love is talking birds Oh, you fucking I love, love a, a talking bird. Yeah. Um, and I'm sort of mesmerised by it. And obviously, there's the classic parrots and stuff. But there are some ravens in particular that uh, I've, be- I've learned to talk. And they're, that's quite fascinating. So then I'd wanted to learn more. Initially, wanted to learn more about what it what is. What was Chanel? Chanel? You, you know. <laughs> well, it was a you know, fashion brand. No, um, no, 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 no. Um, you know, Chanel. That that woman online who's going out screaming for her bird. It was like a me. <laughs> I, I don't know Chanel. It was a Chanel. It's hilarious. She's like roaming the streets, like screaming Chanel. Christ. Because she's lost her parrot or something. But she's I, I thought it. you might know. Because you're quite hot in the old famous birds. Famous online. birds. Yeah, well, that, one's, that one's escaped my attention. But knowing what I know now about how expensive talking birds are, no wonder she was shouting down the street. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, initially I thought it would be quite nice to kind of read w- some more about birds. But when I saw these birds, I thought, well, let me learn about you. And so the first thing I learned was that they weren't rooks, they were jackdaws. But um, one of the first things I did on our first full day here, and I think following our whims has been the sort of theme of the week. Yeah. What do you want to do? Oh, I want to read a book about birds. So then I read a book about crows and jackdaws. And which I thought was a book about prose. Yeah. Which was quite <laughs> funny. There's a thing that happens when Luca's doing something else and you say something. He's You can he, you can watch him listen to you, but also store it away for later comprehension. Yeah. And so he said, oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And then obviously later I was like, hmm, book about prose. Yeah, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That's like, very what's going on? broad. What do you mean? Yeah. But it was crows. Yeah, brain not working. And so it was really nice to th- then learn about these jackdaws, sort of understand what I was watching. So things like the fact that they're monogamous and they mate for life. So that's why you see little pairs of them all the time. And one of the pairs outside the window does a little thing. And they've done it every day I've been here, where one of them hides under the eaves of the barn and the other one peeks over. A little little hide and seek game, which is very cute. Um, and one of the other things I learned was that most animals are born with all the sounds that they're going to make and they sort of, it's inbuilt what the sounds mean. So what I mean by that is like 
if a puppy hears uh, is playing and hears another dog yelp, it knows I've been too rough. Um, that's sort of universal signal for stop it. But with crows and other sort of corvid family birds, they make their own sounds. They figure out their own sounds between families. So all of their dialogue is improvised and they use all the different sounds that they have. And they make their own little codes. It's amazing. Which is very sweet. Crow language. Little crow language. Um, and so, yeah, I guess the... I didn't come in to this week thinking there would be, like, kind of product at the end of it, but I did write something for the Jackdaws the other day and did some recording of them to use uh, in something um, later down the line. So I'm very thankful to those little birds. Yeah, They're beautiful. giving me a lot. And... You've been. You were telling me about the Celtic tree calendar. Oh, we've gotten so into trees while we've been here. Yeah. So a really beautiful musician I know called Will Davenport, very talented, um, has started a project inspired by the Celtic tree calendar, which feeds into Luca becoming a little witchy, mm-hmm. um, because it's something that was kind of closely followed by. Um, kind of pagans and people, um, of those kind of um parts of society and stuff, and belief systems, and yeah, it's basically a a, a seasonal calendar that's marked by the trees that y- that are kind of birthed or, or bloom, and in those seasons, and they each have their own set of characteristics. But it's interesting; it doesn't r- it runs with kind of lunar cycle rather than and and zodiac cycle rather than like um the kind of western month system as we've mm. come to know it um which is really cool so like um the month the first month is like the month of the birch tree and right now we're in the rowan tree month um and yeah i've just gotten really into it and and it's really nice you can see on this website this tree's sort of characteristics and then you can look at the trees sort of symbolic meanings and and i became kind of especially fascinated with the birch month because it's during the winter solstice and that kind of real period of rebirth and renewal and um i feel quite strongly attached to that especially this most recent um winter and all it's kind of brought to me spiritually and also my partner was born in that month and i feel like they're they are a birch tree not gonna lie they're a birch tree they're a little birchy one birches are really cool the their bark is very beautiful what i loved about the bark was like it's silvery and beautiful but then it's it's prone to a real kind of delicate peeling Mm. and i likened that to a kind of you know it's this rebirth renewal it's a total shedding of its own skin and then the bark underneath is often marked with fissures that i kind of see as like perhaps like everyone who's ever touched you in your life and and kind of is marked on you in some way and um yeah i, I love it i love it and what what tree are you again i'm the alma tree which was really cute actually i can't remember everything it said but i remember reading it with you and being like oh my god because oh there's something about a fairy being in it there's something about a fairy which i loved because i was reading a lot about scottish fairies and mm-hmm. where to find them um so i'm i have little fairies hanging around with hair. me in my hair and it's it was illegal to chop me down mm-hmm. um, and what happens if people try to chop you down what do you do to them 
Do I poison them? I can't no, remember. You burn what do I do? The burn the houses I of their I burn their house. That's right. If you chop me down, I burn your house down. And when my tree friends are feeling a bit sick, I send them I send them lots of love and nutrients through the fungi. That's a nice tree to be, isn't I it? I'm a fucking brilliant tree. Yeah. And I'm very happy about that. As usual. Well, as usual in these fucking things, I'm always... Um, which day of the week were you born on? Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it, but I know it. Time ago. Um, well, I was born on a Wednesday, right? And in the rhyme, Wednesday's child is full of woe. Great. Oh. Everyone else. Some days, some one day I can't remember. Monday's child is loving and giving. Works hard for a living. I'm oh just crying dear. all the time. Oh dear. Um. And then my tree is a willow tree, Aww, very also called a weeping willow. Yeah, that's quite funny, isn't it? Not funny, but it's well, it's it's, it's funny it's, for you. It, no, but it, it it makes sense. Does it? Not for you, but that it all lines up at least. You know. Sure, I think there. Yeah, there's a lot of. I'm just gonna. F- oh, there's. Let let me just. Is this the website you sent me? It's called tree to my door dot com. That's right. Oh yeah, because it is, and I noticed because that because you can actually you can buy actually buy them. trees. Yeah. yeah, of course, it's always trying to fucking sell you something. Yeah, no information is free anymore. Buy anyway. a tree. This um, morning, I fell down so deep a hole of like how, like, social media, like we're all so connected and accessible twenty four seven, but we're so lonely and so disconnected, and like, what even is reality anymore? And oh my god, yeah, I literally spent the whole day having an existential about this. Okay, so this month, which is the rowan tree, is a... It's beautiful, actually, yeah. A tree is associ- the tree is associated with a powerful feminine connection. Yeah. It's a small, deciduous tree, praised for its beauty and hardiness. It's a strong symbol of courage, protection and connection. It can take root almost anywhere it wants. It grows up in the mountains, I think. But it prefers to grow in greater heights. Look, I've done, I've done my homework. You've done your homework. The I'm berries, having another heart attack again because the berri- you're The berries... Um, are are good. Yeah. People like the berries. Magical powers. Yep. And good for Vet C. Stop you getting scurvy. Listen, you could be putting your berries in your performance urine. Yeah, but then I'd probably have a heart attack and die. Right, so willow tree. It thrives in wet, boggy areas. I mean, it's not wrong. And you're you're a little boggy. (laughs) Willow has deep roots and psychic ability. Yeah. Fertility in new life. It can be a, a branch can be planted in the ground and it will grow. The tree will take its place from the branch. Um Your life giving Kim. Mm, Your life giving. Well, the best thing it says is I'm patient. You're patient. Where's you are very patient. Where's you again? Which are you? Alma. The Alma tree, yes. This is a great website. You should all do it at home. It's great fun. Wait, where are you? March. And, uh, um, oh, yeah. But not not the 1st March one, the 2nd March one, because I'm the 31st of March. Oh. What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Alma? No, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I did wonder. I was like, I don't remember seeing that What's word. What's it called? Older. Older. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Alma means soul in Spanish. That'll be why then. I just think of myself in these beautifully. I can call you Alma if you want. Please do, yeah. Um. So, 
It's part of the Birch family. <gasps> that's it. But, so my partner's next one was like, we're compatible tree signs. And I was like, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. The roots are able to improve the pH of surrounding soil. I remember you told me that. Yeah. Cutting down the tree. The tree was once a punishable act. And, and the fairies burn your house in revenge. Love it. Uh, those born under the elder sign are straight to the point. Mm-hmm. They etch paths in the land for others to follow. They will always chase their dreams. They check the heat of things by touching hot metal <laughs> and eat inexplicably eat an entire apple, core <sighs> and pips and all. No, not the pips. I just, no, like, do you know what? Right, you're coming for me, but like, when I eat an apple, it's like, I want to get as much of the apple as I can, like, in my body. I like it. I like the no waste. No waste. And, like, often if you just shut your eyes, like, 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 it's all fine. It's texture. And, like, you know. (laughs) That's a, that's a real message for life. Often if you just shut your eyes, it's all fine. No, but here, (laughs) how do you feel about this one? Because I think I get a lot of it from my flatmate because she's very, like, zero waste. So, like, she enlightened me to, like, Eating a kiwi, yeah, with like an apple, hairy, hairy kiwi, mm-hmm. and like it's not awful, sure. Like it saves you a lot of chopping. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the hairy kiwis. When before we left on this trip, I remarked to a friend of mine that it was like the um. TV series with Miriam Margulies and Alan Cumming. Oh my god, it is. And I told Luca that, and Luca said, I don't know which of us is which. And I do think we switch around. I think we have moments of Alan and moments of Miriam. I'm definitely Miriam because I definitely fart more than you and eat things like apples. Well, the eating of things is what puts me in mind of Miriam, who will often whip an onion out the bag and just just (laughs) munch down on it. Which I could be known to do. Um, But she is famously not witchy at all no that's yeah, so true. that's where you diverge and I actually think Alan would be far witchier mm, of the two that's true um because one of my favorite bits in that program is when Alan takes Miriam to this man who has a little shop on Sky I think it's Sky just next to the co-op car park brilliant um where he makes wands oh. um a la Harry Potter Oh, cancelled. Sure. And this man is beside himself with excitement because Miriam Margulies is coming, Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who she plays in the films. As it turns out... Trout, Sprout. Trout, Trout, Sprout, Sprout. That's what they call her. Um, as it turns out, she doesn't know who she plays either. She couldn't give two short shits. No, she doesn't give a fuck. As long as it's still rolling in a fat paycheck for her, she doesn't give a fuck. So she didn't really even sort of... When he sort of presented this wand he'd made for her she sort of didn't even pretend she was like oh, love that do you does he want me to take it yeah but luckily he'd also made her a walking stick she was quite up for that you know she was quite oh yeah that's yeah. quite a sort of practical, practical gift. yeah but yeah she was not she she that was that didn't go the way that he felt like it would go no and she's not gonna pretend is she i mean She's just not that kind Even of if you're like, oh, that's lovely. And but I'm not witchy in the, in the like, Harry Snotter sense, obviously. Like, sure. I'm, it's much more... It's, it's the the actual just way that we once moved through the world, you know? Well, Especially you people with our heritage. And when you brought your laptop through to set up the studio... Yes. 
There's a little video, wasn't there, of a man cuddling a tree? And I said, this is going to be ours. Yeah. It was a very gentle man. And he kissed the tree. Which is something I'm really into is the tender forehead kisses. Just kissed him out. And he said, sometimes a touch for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes. For just 10 minutes. But I tell you, the one significant difference between you and him is he had a waterproof jacket on. Yeah, that's not very me, to be honest. In fact, I did bring a waterproof tracksuit, but I've not left. I mean, we, we went to the sea and I had my slippers on by accident. And apart from that, I don't really care. Like, about... I've be, I've lived in these joggies and these... Look, I'm wearing wool socks. Yeah, I did say... I texted you before we left and said, I'm fascinated to see what you bring. Yeah, and what did you say again? It was really funny. I can just imagine getting a call in the afternoon... Because you've gone out for a walk and you're like six inch platforms yeah. and you've fallen down a ditch. Fallen down a ditch, yeah, totally. But y- you're, I was dead wrong, and here you are. Now you're an earth mother and you've got your nice socks on, yeah. and you're just you're leaning right into the cozies. Yeah, I I think this is what I mean about realizing I'm just not cool. Yeah, like I've just been sitting in that atrium, doing yoga, singing wee songs, reading about trees, farting. <laughs> eating the whole of apples <laughs> like oh my god did i tell you in yoga before i left actually i so i do hot yoga mm-hmm. and i enter this kind of womb like dome that's heated up to 37 degrees and sweat my tits off um and do yoga and it's beautiful and it really keeps me going in london and it's, mm-hmm. it's lovely but and i'm often really quite a, a nice person to do yoga with but okay. I accidentally, there was this move where we had to like, you know, stretch out our right leg back and then kind of like turn over onto one side and I kicked this one behind me in the head. <laughs> and I could feel she had, um, she must use amazing curl cream because I could feel her ringlets. Was it a bounce back on your foot? Like, like yeah, it was like padding. <laughs> so I kicked her in the head and then like two minutes later I fought in her face. Was it a hate crime that? It's literally a hate crime. I felt really guilty about it, but then I did open my mailing list with that very story this month. Um, and now my friends keep seeing me in person going, oh, I've read about your farting and your kicking and <laughs> yoga. And I'm like, oh, great. I really didn't realise anyone actually reads this. Sometimes I just use it as a bit of a personal vomit diary and then I forget that people actually read it. But the farting and um, kicking has permeated people's imagination, obviously. Then I wrote a, t- a two and a half thousand word essay on my experience in hospitality. <laughs> Yeah, you did a lot to get. Off I did a lot to get off my chest. Like, I did not realize that there was going to be that much. It included things like um, me being a vegan and having eight cartons of milk explode in my face in the morning Ooh, before that's the sun's even hate come crime. up. Um, a pigeon flying in and <gasps> sitting on my head oh. before then battering every croissant in the shop trying to find a way out. Um. Someone who I served actually on my second last shift, it was 3 p.m. I'd been up since six. I was absolutely fucking shattered. We'd made 450 coffees. And they said, can I have a note latte? I was like, yeah, sure. And then they said, why are you looking at me like that? And I was like, what? <laughs> Which is such an intense question to ask. She was like, you look really tired. Why are you looking at me like that? And I was like, well, I am tired. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I can see to be for the line of cups on the machine. I was like, yeah. And then she was like, you look like you're about to tell me a story. And I was like, what? And no then I just said it right. No stories. No stories. I'm fucking shattered. Why are you looking at me like that? From your experience in hospitality, what would you say is the best thing that customers can do 
to make empathy empathy because the the best thing i learned solidarity yeah like i wish the creative world showed up for each other in the way that right the working world do and i, I suppose i've just been really lucky to be in really mm. good teams because i'm aware that there's fucking loads of service jobs where the, you must work with people who don't give a fuck because why should they give a fuck right exactly but yeah. i've been very lucky to work for smaller independent businesses where the teams have really cared about the well-being of the team Mm -hmm. the greater good and we have shown up for each other in ways that i have not seen yet in the creative world where i've i've been let down more because i Mm -hmm. think it's quite individualist it's like Mm -hmm. well it's not my gig so i'm just gonna as we were saying you you reserve your energy or it's quite gross this idea that you you don't show up fully to you know well for also things. a lot of us are very privileged and that does breed entitlement and yeah. not necessarily compassion so yeah i do and i just feel like we went above and beyond for each other in a really beautiful way and, well and that's we lovely to yeah but i think in terms of customers it's just that that empathy thing it's like realizing that on the other side of that table is a whole beautiful talented fallible human being Mm -hmm. not a robot and you know there's a there's a certain degree of meeting each other where you're at you Mm -hmm. know nobody's going to be perfect sometimes people have bad days like sometimes people make fucking mistakes like yep you know we're human beings and i think just holding that empathy for each other Mm-hmm. as it would make better in any aspect of our lives is a really important thing also it's fucking what i was doing is coffee and bread like yeah. it's not brain science like you would not but like people in tears when we've run out of croissants like it, you just want to say to people like yeah maybe just listen we're all gonna die soon cool it really doesn't matter i think you're all right you know but but, l- but being in that atmosphere like was starting to make me a stressed person I really, mm. you know it, it was like fight or flight for nine hours four days a week it was just like yeah not fun now i'm gonna take us through some of the new events that have happened since we last oh, fuck podcasted it, no. i want to know i don't think any of them were very good no okay um and i can't remember the last time we did it but i know it was before um, Liz shuffled off this mortal coil. Um, yes. So we'll go back to August. Well, I'll tell you what happened in August. Salman Rushdie was stabbed. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was quite horrific, that wasn't was it? That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he has the fatwa um, and has had that since the 80s. And he was about to give a lecture in New York and someone stabbed him. Shit, I remember my granny texted me about that, actually. I think he had, he's lost sight in one eye, or he's mm. lost an eye. And he said he isn't going to do any more kind of public appearances for his books and stuff. Understandably. Yeah. Um. So that happened. Very, very, very stressful and bad. Um. Terrible flooding in Pakistan. Oh, that was horrible. Just I mean, awful. I still maintain that, like, if we could feel the full weight of what is happening to our planet, we would not make it out of bed. Like, it it is mental. I I saw today that like the profits that Shell are turning over. Oh Christ! Like, and 
and they're just being handed more contracts by the government like and then the whole thing of like the demonization of like people that are principled enough to protest this stuff with like just stop oil and all mm -hmm. that shenanigans that was going on and mm -hmm. like we need to listen to people that know the land like we need indigenous knowledge we need like to protect the communities in fact i went to the incredible richard moss exhibition at 180 the strand recently mm -hmm. and and it was beautiful it was like a lot of like um i mean very much his style like um like heat sensitive mm -hmm. photography and mm -hmm. stuff showing like uh forest fires and um all kinds of effects of climate change that's happening in the amazon but the main thing was you sat and watched this very very immersive film and at one point he arrives to speak to some indigenous folk and this lady gets up and she just screams at him she's like you want to come here with your money and your cameras fucking give us your money do something about it support us because my children are dying of fucking lead poisoning because of the rivers that are being polluted our land has been stolen that you know it, it's just like and honestly since that day like that lady's voice has just rung in my ears like mm -hmm. and yeah i just we're seeing this the flooding like the you know the world changing all the time and it's just it it's really hard to 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 you know because we we can we can turn off because it's not our yeah immediate but it should it is our immediate at the same time it's just so yeah i just want to i want the mic to be passed to the people it needs to be passed to and for that to actually enact action and decision that that needs to be taken like yeah. now, li like like years ago now. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're not submerged underwater, so no one is worried about it. Exactly. But um, it will happen soon enough. So from the horrendous to the ridiculous and horrendous, on September 6th, Liz Truss was appointed Prime Minister. Oh my God, the... The Guardian of British Cheese. Um, that was short and sweet, wasn't good it? Good old Liz Trussner Port Markets. In she came. And out she went. And her arrival um, was oh, mere hours before the Queen died. I think she killed the Queen. I think the Queen said, I'm out. I the can't said, handle I this can't anymore. Handle this. I've the Queen had to deal with Boris, and now this little bongo brain's on on her way. Yeah. Um, Chiro. It was awful. So the Queen died on September eighth. While the I was actually in the air. You were in the air. I was at soundcheck for a gig, and then they were like, "Gigs pulled. Queen's dead." Yeah. So I had two gigs pulled. Like so many freelancers, like their work was just yeah. ripped from beneath them. Who yeah. was subsidising that? What was this enforced mourning? That like, if you want to mourn, mourn, but like fuck's sake well and then when they actually checked it it was like oh no everything's fine so and then yeah so she died in scotland great all her little dirty germs all over scotland yeah. and then they had to drive her down the road didn't they oh that was a fucking pantomime wasn't it um so then 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 there's those it's really burned into my mind that the sort of physical the silhouette of liz Truss doing what she thought was a curtsy oh my god that and was magic it's like a marionette and the person holding the marionette's just slightly lowered their hand it's just it, like so it was buckled. like that video of theresa may dancing she got some moves on her yeah so then liz truss clings on for dear life 
for a couple of days. While the world literally turns upside down because of her decisions. Yeah, and she's she does some incredible uh, press. She just nails it. Um, then there's the state funeral. That was a big stushy, wasn't it? All the people queuing for days to see the Queen. Oh my God, I went to see I, Joan at uh, the the globe yeah. during that and it was absolutely magnificent it was beautiful written by charlie josephine it was utterly fucking stunning my mate hannah was playing tuba it was a retelling of joan of arc from mm-hmm. a trans perspective it was really beautiful and one of the cast came on stage at the start and they were like hi everyone i've got some good news some bad news uh and the queue was right outside right for the mm-hmm. queen mm-hmm. but we were just in to watch this play or whatever good news bad news good news the queen's dead and it was like <gasps> at the globe like come on yes and then bad news a cast member was ill or something but like i was like wow like fuck it up go and then someone was like god save the king or something oh, get right panto britain so then we buried liz she did and then other liz pork liz also dead she was out can't Dead. no i don't fancy this it turns out this is a terrible job and i hate it terrible idea everyone uh so rishi sunak comes in uh it's closely followed by elon musk by his twitter oh god what a shit show and that was an absolute carnage cocktail wasn't it yeah. but it was actually w- what i enjoyed about that was that the internet really came through for us there because every time he did something like you can you can sort of buy blue ticks or you 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 subscribe to be verified and people were loving it people like um i saw one account that was like a parody account of a firm that makes powdered baby milk saying it was going to be free for everyone um everyone changing their names to elon musk it was just a delight and we watched everyone just say no thank you elon musk and you could see him go like this oh this did he not even do a poll that was like if you want me to leave i'll leave or something i feel lucky that i don't really use twitter me neither but i don't use it but it was i I just could see it was a general shit show yeah so he that was he bought that for a cool 44 billion and then the nice news just before halloween Bolsonaro finally gets kicked off um, as leader of Brazil. Mm. That was magnificent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, thank God for that. Um, bad news. Benjamin Netanyahu back in as Prime Minister of Israel. Go oh, there. I, I missed that. Forever. Um, November, what's happening? I remember. This is... I can't even I remember I did this some stuff. fun stuff in November. Did you? Well, Wikipedia hasn't picked up on it. So. Bastards. Um, oh, I'm having a heart attack again. Oh, and then, let's see who died. Because there's some there was hummers. some clangers, yeah. Um, obviously, you mentioned Vivian Westwood. Yeah. Right before the end of the year, she yeah, died. Yeah, that was quite... Pff, seems to be a thing of like... Big, big foot like George, Michael, Vivian Westwood. They hold on to the festive season. Yeah, and they really like give us a dramatic exit. Yeah. Hilary Mantel died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was very sad in September. Coolio, I forgot about that one. 
Killy, what is that? Rapper. Yeah. Gangster's Paradise. Oh, okay. He did. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, that was a bit Taylor's oldest. Oh, time. she was an awful good teapot. Oh, good teapot. Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. Oh my goodness, yeah. Our monarch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I already told you he was the king of Scotland last night. Oh yeah. That was an <laughs> yeah. inside joke. Um. Yeah, that Robbie Coltrane. That was very sad. Yeah, I I think him and my grand kind of were a bit palsy. Oh, I bet they were. Christian McVeigh from. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, you you're Fleet doing the Mac. head shit. Yeah, 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 amazing. Um, amazing. One of the old popes. Oh yeah, fuck that. Pelly. Oh yeah. Really amazing. Footy. Footballer, but also kind of human rights, civil rights mm. activist. Very brilliant. Um, and our 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 dame, Vivian Westwood. Yeah. Which is awful sad. But I mean, what a legacy. And and I think it actually has brought her spirit to the forefront. Yeah, this is what Again. always happens. And in a way it's nice and in a way it's all I would just wish it would happen. Well, I don't I don't think she was um short of she renown. Did fucking great innings. She but did great. She life. did and she like she she lived she lived. She it. lived and her her extensive varied beautiful legacy will live on in everyone that she touched you know um and there's been some tracy emmons been saying oh amazing stuff stuff. yeah yeah i've been loving that um been loving that and i think we've done a really good job of starting the year very strongly by doing this we have yeah so nothing bad that happens for the rest of this year is our fault no that's true because we've done our bit. We've done our bit. And, you know, behind the scenes we've been fucking having to cope with. You know, we're, we're aware that there's been tough times. We've got to mention, actually, that I remember the Queen dying was also when Chris Caba was murdered by the police. Right. And, um, you know, there was fucking how many thousand people striking a couple of days ago in, in London? Like The strikes have been quite been extraordinary working class momentum and and but real polar polarizing of like left and right and it's been growing and growing and and it's been crazy and then we've seen obviously the whole section 35 thing with like the amazing you know the scottish parliament showing great kind of initiative and and finally catching up with a lot of other parts in the world in terms of grc legislation but then the UK government swooping in and not only use uh, kind of attacking trans rights but using trans lives as a way to smack down Scottish autonomy as well. Yeah, it, um, that was quite something and I'm interested to see what the proper fallout from that yeah, is because that was the first time that had happened and it's very bad. I saw today that Finland has just passed there, yeah. which is lovely and... Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Finland's um, head of state is also a woman. Um, Interesting, that is Sana Marin. And is I find that right? very inspiring because, like, Nicola could so easily be a turf, like, in another life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like... What, in, like from her, like, age and upbringing? Paper, and yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, like, you know, pretty, like, standard, like, middle-aged lady, like, 
who's quite having to survive in a male-dominated space and like could be could very much take the line of like Terfton, but mm-hmm. has actually you can hear when she speaks that she has spoken to trans people and listened and, and, and learned and she's passionate about and it. She's passionate she's, about it. Yeah, yeah, and she always says beautiful things that are so you can tell she's spoken to trans people. Yeah, and um, there's a really nice kind of like. Um, no nonsense like i'm not entering into discussions about this this is because like, that's it this it's, is what it's we're doing. not a Don't debate it's not a, like yeah you know like the legislation was the longest debated most scrutinized most amendments most public consultation piece of legislation in scottish parliamentary history like it's been carefully considered mm-hmm. but even then like it's not about debating people's right to exist it's just about facilitate like in their freedom safety and freedom and safety. yeah exactly totally. yeah like, it's just fucking grim like i was outside downing street on the night that you know the section 35 came came about and i just turned around to my partner and i was like i fucking hate that we have to be here yeah like again again it's exhausting and it yep. was fucking freezing and yep. it was just grim you know yeah but then there was joy you know joy's resistance um so we're not going to wait as long to do another one of these no i think our plan plans are quite exciting really i mean luca's going on the dole and we'll have more time Mm -hmm. um and we're up for it i think i think um we are inspired by talking about things that excite us and discovering people yeah, brilliant that we'd people. like to bring to your life and brilliant not because of what they've done or what they've achieved but because of who they are like brilliant conversationalists yeah exactly and i think we can change the world through conversation actually i think conversation is an art form it is yeah and i think when you get you find someone that's really an artist uh, and and can do that beautifully it's a dance isn't it it is like world changing yeah. yeah because if someone can leave your presence or leave that table changed mm-hmm. through conversation that that is how we change things exactly so we we were talking about some fun plans yeah dot 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 and now that we've figured out how well i say that but i don't know if this is recorded no um, i'm scared to look all right, I'm getting up. Oh, I need to actually put in a password. Oh, there we go. Look. So, everyone, keep your eyes and your ears and your nose hairs to the ground. Because Miriam and Alan, I mean, Kim and Luca, mm-hmm. are going to be back on the airwaves. Being right good little troublemakers. Oh, uh, San Marie. Santa Marin. Santa Marin. San Marie. Good, good <laughs> troublemaking for all. Good night. Goodbye. Okay,